Blog Talk Radio. The Bible says my king is a seven-way king. He's a king of the Jews. That's a racial king. He's a king of Israel. That's a national king. He's a king of righteousness. He's a king of the ages. He's a king of heaven. He's a king of glory. He's a king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. Well, I wonder, do you know it? <laughs> David said, the heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. My king is a, is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. No far-seeing telescope can bring into visibility the coastline of his shoreless supply. No barrier can hinder him from pouring out his blessings. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's impurely powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands in the solitude of himself. He's august and he's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He is the supreme problem in high criticism. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He is the coral necessity for spiritual religion. He's the miracle of the age. He is the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent, and he beautifies the meager. I wonder if you know him. Well, this is my king. He's the key to knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his office is manifold, his promise is sure, his life is matchless, his goodness is limitless, his mercy is everlasting, his love never changes, his word is enough, his grace is sufficient, his reign is righteous, and his yoke is easy, and his burden is lighter. I wish I could describe him to you. He's indescribable, he's incomprehensible, he's invincible, he's irresistible. Well, you can't get him out of your mind, you can't get him off of your head, you can't outlive him, and you can't live without him. Yeah! 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 That's my All right, amen, 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 amen. I greet you in the master's name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, my Lord and Savior, my God, my Redeemer, my Rock, my Savior, my Elohim. I hope everybody has had a blessed week and that the Most High has been good to you and that he has kept you safe from all hurt and harm, seen and unseen. Uh, the enemies have been coming at me earlier this week, uh, caught a little bit of a, a, a flu or a bug. I don't know what it was. But thanks be to Yah, he didn't let it keep me down too long. So I want to give glory and honor to the Most High for all that. For all that. I hope uh, I want to say Shabbat Shalom to everybody out there. 
if you are not yet entered into your Sabbath, I hope that you are preparing. And if you have entered into your Sabbath, I hope that you are ready to eat from the word of Yah. Uh, I seem to kind of feel mixed up today for some reason. Don't know why, but God is good. I want to say greetings to everyone out there in Pal Talk land and in Blog Talk land and to all those out on the Internet in general who have been tuning in. Uh, we greet you in the master's name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. We have been dealing with the book of Genesis, and we are in Genesis chapter 11 this week. And we're going to try to finish Genesis chapter 11 through 15. Trying to keep it to five chapters uh, per Shabbat. Uh, I could probably do a little bit more sometime, a little bit less. Depends upon how the Most High leads me as we're reading. Don't really have a prepared lesson. Uh, We're just reading the scriptures and seeing what thus saith the Most High in his word. So not reading the scriptures with a, with a lesson in mind, but, you know, just reading the Bible. Because a lot of people, you know, I found they just don't read the Bible. Uh, we like to be told, but it's always good to read it for yourself, you know, and then go back and read it again. Nevertheless, uh, we're going to go ahead and proceed for this week. Uh, so I would like all the ladies to take off their uh, the all the ladies to cover their heads, all the men to uncover their, their heads, and let us go before the Most High in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies. We thank you for life and health and strength today. We thank you for the opportunity to once again come together and to break bread and to observe your Shabbat, a day of rest that you have ordained that your people should keep perpetually throughout all time. Father, we ask that you would forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. We ask that you lead us not into temptation, but that you deliver us from evil. We ask that you hold not the iniquities of our forefathers against us, but they are all gone by the way of the grave, and we are still yet here, seeking to keep your statutes, laws, and commandments in spirit and in truth. Father, you have said that your people Israel have done wickedly before you, and that they have walked contrary to you, and that you have walked contrary to them. And you have said that if your people would humble themselves and would acknowledge their sin, and would repent and would turn from their wicked ways, and that if they would not complain about the punishment, that you would once again turn your eyes and your ears towards your people. So, Father, we want to acknowledge that we have done wickedly, that we have walked contrary to you, and that you have walked contrary to us, and that we repent of our sins, and we won't complain about the punishment that you have bestowed upon your people. But our testimony will be to the world that this is what happened when you disobey the most high. Father, we pray for Israel that is asleep, that you might wake them and give them an unction to come and keep your statutes laws and commandments. We pray for Israel that is awake, that you might give them a meek and a humble spirit, the spirit of love, for you are love. Father, we pray for the seed of Abraham. All those who are in Christ, you have said that these are the seed of Abraham. We pray that you will bring them all into kingdom understanding and give them a mind to serve and to seek out your kingdom, as many as you have called. Now, Father, as we go to work in the kingdom, we ask that you would smile upon this work and that you would give us favor in all that we do. In Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, in that precious name I pray, amen and amen. Our scripture reading will come from the book of Psalms, chapter 55. I will read the whole in your hearing. To the chief musician. Negano, Michelle, a psalm of David. Give ear to my prayer, O Elohim, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make known. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pain within me, and the terrors of death are falling upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. And I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness they lie. 
I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest, destroy Oyas and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about about it upon the walls thereof. Mischief also and sorrow are in the midst of it. Wickedness is in the midst thereof, for it was not for it was not an enemy that reproached me. Then I could have borne it. Neither was it neither was it that hated me that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man, my, my, a man, my equal, my guide, and my acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked unto the house of Elohim and compassed. Let death seize upon them and let them go down, quick into hell, for wickedness is in their dwelling and among them. As for me, I will call upon Elohim, and Yah shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. He has delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, but there were many with me. Elohim shall hear and afflict them. Even he that abideth of all, they lie, because they have no changes. Therefore, they fear not Elohim. He has put forth his hands against such as be at peace with them. He has broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet were were they drawn sore. Cast thy burden upon Yah, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteousness to be moved. But thou, O Elohim, shall bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days. But I will trust in thee. May the most high and a blessing to the reading, the hearing, and the understanding, and the doing of his word. In Jesus Christ, Yeshua Hamashiach, expresses him, I pray, amen and amen. All right, so now the book of Genesis, starting in chapter 11. Father, I pray that you give me strength right now to finish the work that I have set forth and that you have set before me to finish this work. Strengthen me, O Father, and put thy words within my lips. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. Genesis chapter 11. In chapter 10, we have the beginning The beginning God created the heaven and the earth as a one. In 10, we have the generations of Ham, of Noah, Ham, Shep, and uh, Ham, Shem, and Japheth, and it tells us that uh, they were told to be fruitful and multiply, and to uh, repopulate or replenish the earth. Okay. So, in chapter eleven, where we're going to pick up at, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. We got eight people that survived, and they all spoke the same language. So we wouldn't have all these different tongues and languages in the world uh, at this time because Noah and his son and his wife and his son's wife, they're going to survive. So they all spoke the same language. And it came to pass as they, as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to and let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to let us build a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And Yah came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men built, and Yah said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and they and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. So men are spreading across the earth, and they come to this uh, valley, 
in this, the land of Shinar, and because they are one tongue, they say, hey, let us build a city, and let us build a tower that reaches up to the heavens, and let us make a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the, the whole face of the earth. So these people are thinking that they're going to be united, and they're going to be um, one, and the, apparently this is not what the Most High wants. Go to, let us go down. And, well, before I get into this next verse, the Most High comes down and says, hey, these people are one. And this they imagine to do, to build a tower to heaven. So it says, let us go down and then there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So, yeah scattered them abroad from this upon the face of all the earth. Now, this is what the people said they didn't want. They wanted to stay together. They wanted to build this city. They wanted to build this tower all the way up into heaven. And God says, let us uh, confound their language and let us make them not understand each other. And then he scattered them across the whole earth. And they left off to build the city. So they stopped building the city. Therefore is the name called Babel, because Yah did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence or there then Yah scattered them abroad upon the face of all the earth. So you become one people to become one in purpose, and the first thing you want to do is build a tower up to heaven, which I have not told you you can come up here. It's not even though you can build a tower up to here, but it, your heart is that you want to build a tower up into the heavens. So Yah says, no, I'm going to scatter them abroad, and I'm going to confound their language. And so the name of this tower was called the Tower of Babel. Because the people start what? Babel. They couldn't understand each other. These are the generations of Shem. Shem was 100 years old and begat Arphaxah. Two years after the flood, and Shem lived after he begat Arphaxad 500 years and begat sons and daughters. And Arphaxad lived 530 years and begat uh, Selah. And Arphaxad lived after he begat Selah 403 years and begat sons and daughters. And Selah lived 30 years and begat evil. And Selah lived after he begat evil 400 and, and three years, and he begat sons and daughters. Eber lived 430 years and begat Peleg. And Peleg lived, and Eber lived after he begat Peleg 400 and 30 years and begat sons and daughters. And Peleg lived 30 years and begat Ruth. And Peleg lived after he begat Ruth 290 and begat sons and daughters. And Ruth lived two and thirty years, or thirty-two years, and begat Saruth. And Ruth lived after he begat Saruth two hundred and seven years, and begat sons and daughters. And Saruth lived thirty years, and begat Nahor. And Saruth lived after he begat Nahor two hundred years, and begat sons and daughters. And Nahor lived nine and twenty years, twenty-nine years, and begat Terah. And Nahor lived after he begat Terah 119 years and begat sons and daughters. And Terah lived 70 years and begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Now these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abraham, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran begat Lot. And Haran died before his father, Terah, in the land of his nativity, in Ur of the Chaldees. So Haran begat Lot, and Haran died before his father. So uh, he did not live his father like the rest of them did. But you can also see that the ages of the people are getting less and less. And Haran died before his father Terah in the land of his nativity, in the land where he was born, in Ur of the Chaldees. And Abraham and Nahor took them wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarah. Sarah. And the name of Nahor's wife was Michal, and the daughter of Haran, the, the father of Melchi, and the father of Ishkar, 
both Sarah was barren and she had no children. She said both. But Sarah was barren and she had no children. And Terah took Abraham his son and Lot the son of Haran and his sons and Sarah his daughter-in-law, his sons his son Abraham's wife, and they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Kent unto Haran unto Haran and dwelt there. So uh, Terah took Abraham and Lot and Abraham's wife and Lot's wife. Uh, he took them from Ur of the Chaldees. So our original land was in Ur. But he took them out of Ur into Canaan. And the days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Harach, Haran. Genesis chapter 12. Now Yah said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So this promise that, he's given, that God has given to Abraham, he's going to get from around your kindred and go to a place where I'm going to show you, and I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you, and I will bless them that bless you, and I will curse them that curse you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And he's talking about in Messiah. So Abram departed. And Yah, and Yah had spoken unto him, as Yah had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had got in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land into the place of Sishim, unto the plain of Moray. And the Canaanite was then in the land. And Yah appeared unto Abram and said unto him, Thy seed will I give to thy seed, will I give this land. And there built he an altar unto Yah, who appeared unto him. And he removed from thence unto the mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and Hay on the east. And there he built an altar unto Yah and called upon the name of Yah. And Abraham journeyed, going on still toward the south. And there was a famine in the land. And Abraham went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. So Abraham has left, and he's taken a lot with him. And he's traveling to the south in Canaan. And the Most High says, uh, you know, I'm going to make of you a great nation. Uh, and Abraham builds this altar to him. Now, we need to pay attention to the covenant that he makes with Abraham and what it's concerning. Because, see, when we get into the New Testament, if you don't understand the covenant that he made with Abraham, then you won't understand why there's a a conflict with the Pharisees when they say, oh, to be saved, you must be circumcised. And so when it's not required and when they don't require it, then you will understand why when we read this covenant that he makes with Abraham. A lot of people mix up the covenant that he made with Abraham with the Mosaic covenant and with the covenant of Messiah. We want to make sure that we keep these things clear. And there was a great, there was a famine in the land, and Abraham went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. And it came to pass when he was gathered, when he was come near to enter into Egypt, that he said unto Sarah his wife, Behold, now I know that thou art fair, a beautiful woman. This is his wife, and they shall kill me. 
but they shall save you alive. Say, I pray thee, that thou art my sister, that it may be well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. So Abraham is trying to say, hey, these Egyptians are going to look at you and they're going to say, man, that's a beautiful woman. And she's his wife. We want her, so let's kill him. And Abraham said, so they already have this this uh, understanding of what marriage is, and you can't just take another man's wife. So when we read these next verses and we see how God deals with them, we have to understand that they, they already have an understanding of some law. So he tells Sarah, hey, you tell them that I'm that you're my sister, I'm your brother. Say, I pray thee, thou, thou art my sister, that it may be well with me for thy sake, and that my soul shall live because of you. And it came to pass that when Abram was coming to Egypt, the Egyptians beheld the woman that, that she was very fair. The princess also of Pharaoh saw her and commended her before Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. And he entreated Abraham well for her sake, and he had and he had sheep and oxen and asses and men servants and maidservants, and she asses and camels. And Yah plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. And Pharaoh called Abraham and said, What is this that you have done unto me? Why did thou not tell me that she was your wife? Why saidest thou she is my sister? So I might have taken her to be my wife. Now therefore, behold thy wife. Take her and go thy way. And Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him. And they went and they sent him away and his wife and all that he had. So Pharaoh knows that, that uh, there is a God, and he knows that, hey, why didn't you tell me this was your wife? I could have lain with her. I could have taken her to be my wife and laid with her. But you have brought this evil upon us. Take your wife and get out of here. Genesis chapter 13. And Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had and lot with him, into the sun. And Abraham was very rich in cattle and silver and gold. And he went on his journey from the south, even to Bethel, place where he, his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and, and Hale, unto the place of the altar, which he had made there at the first. And there Abram called upon the name of Yah. And Lot also, which went, which went with Abram, and had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together. For they had become so rich and so full of sheep and cows and, and what have you, that there's not enough land for them both to stay in the same place. The land was not able to bear them. For the substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled then in the lake. And Abram said unto Lot, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and you, and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. And if thou wilt depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld the plains of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before Yah destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, and even as the garden of, of Yah, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. Then Lot chose all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves one from another. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent towards Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinned before Yah exceedingly. And Yah said unto Abraham, After that lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward. 
for all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it, and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Then Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Nazareth, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto him. Came to pass in the days of Amphrael, king of Shinnah, Era, king of Elazar, and Chetor Rulamar, king of Elam, and Tidel, king of nations. And these made war with Bera, king of Sodom, and with Bershia, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shanab, king of Adama, and Shemember, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, which is Zor. And all these were joined together in the vale of Sidon, which is at the salt sea. Twelve years they served Chedorlaomer, chief year they rebelled. And in the fourteenth year came Chedorlaomer, and the kings that were with him, and smote the Rephaim, and Asherah, Karna, and the Zuzims in Ham, and the Ems in Sheba, Karathim, and the Horites in their, in their Mount Seir, unto El Paran, which is by the wilderness. And, and they returned and came to Em. Imaphes, which is Kadesh, and smote all the country of the Amalekites, and also the Amalekites, and dwelt in Aziz Zantamah. And there went out the king of Sodom, and the king of Gomorrah, and the king of Adama, and the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bel. The name and the same is Zol. And they joined battle with them in the vale of Sid to them. Which shall Shalorolamah, the king of Elam, and with Tadil, king of nations, and Amaraphiel, king of Shinnah, and Arariach, king of Eleazar, and the four kings of five. And the vale of Sidim was full of slime pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and failed it, and they that remained fled to the mountains. And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their victuals and went their way. And they took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in, the, in Sodom, and his bed and departed. And there came one that had escaped and told Abraham the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mamre. The Amorite, brother of Eshekel, the brother of Aner, and, and they were confederate with Abram. So when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto death. And he divided him himself against them, he and his servants, by night, and smote them, and pursued them unto Kobach, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his brother's lot and his goods, and the women also, and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Shalom and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Shabbat, which is the king's dead. So you have four kings against five. The kings, the, the kings from Sodom and Gomorrah and these other lands, they get they get more or less get slaughtered. And their cities raided and Lot is in uh, Gomorrah uh, or Sodom and he gets taken. Abraham gets told about about this. Now think about this. How many men do you think five kings would bring to battle? Abraham left with three hundred men and slaughtered all these people, killed them, took back the goods, the women, Lot and his wife, all the victuals. He took them and brought them back, 300 men. 
you have kings that have, there were four kings against five, four armies against five armies. And Abraham goes in there with the power of the Most High, 300 men. And he wipes out all these men. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chedorlaomer uh, and of the kings which were with him at the valley of Shabbat, which is the king's there. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. Now, Melchizedek was the priest of the Most High God. Listen to his description. And he blessed him, and he said, Bless be Abraham of the Most High Elohim, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the Most High God, which has delivered thine enemies into thine hand. And he gave them tithes of all. So Abraham tithes unto Melchizedek. And the king of Sodom said unto Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods thyself. And Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my mind, I have lifted up mine hand unto Yah, the Most High Elohim, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to the shoelace or the shoelace, that I will not take anything that is thine. At least thou should say, I have made Abraham rich. Abraham said, You ain't gonna never be able to brag that you gave me anything. Save only that which the young men have to eaten and the portion of the men which was with Aner, Estal, and Mammy, let them take their portion. So the men that have gone with me, let them keep their what they want, but I'm not going to take nothing from you because you're not going to ever claim that you gave me anything and that you made me rich. After these things, the word of Yah came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Yah Elohim, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is one born in my house is my heir. So he said, hey, You haven't given me heirs to my own property. And one of my servants is heir to my property. And behold, the word of God came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he shall come forth out of thine own body, shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. So he told him the first time, your seed are going to be as the dust of the earth. And now he's saying, now, look at the stars. If you can number them, so shall thy seed be as the number of the stars. And he believed in Yah, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Now, this is what the Most High wants from his people most of any, more than anything. He wants us to believe him. Believe his word. Believe that what he says he will do, he will do. Believe that he is who he says that he is and that he does what he says that he does. He says, believe me. So he says, Abraham believed him and, he, and it was accounted for him righteousness. And he said unto him, I am Yah that brought thee forth out of Ur of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Yah, Elohim, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it. And he said unto him, and now we need to pay attention to this, uh, this promise and this covenant that he's about to make. He says unto him, take me a heifer of three years old and a she-goat of three years old and a ram of three years old and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all of these and divided them in the midst. So he split them and laid each piece one against the other. But the birds divided he not. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. And when the sun was gone down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. And lo, 
a horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abraham, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall be afflicted, and shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation, nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterward they shall come out with great substance. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace, Thou shalt be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again. Your seed are going to come here. For the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. So the Most High was waiting for the Amorites, the, the evilness of the Amorites, to come into the fullness so he could judge them. So when he brings Abraham's seed back into the land, and he says, kill them all, it's justified because he says, these people are evil and they're wicked, and they're wicked. But uh, their fullness, the fullness of their wickedness is not, is not quite full yet, the level of their wickedness. And I'm going to wait till I can totally judge them. But in the fourth generation, there shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and that it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those people. In the same day, Yah made a covenant with Abraham, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land. Now, this is what this covenant is all about. Unto thy seed. In the same day, Yah made a covenant with Abraham, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land. From the river Egypt, river Euphrates, the Canaanite and the and the Canaanite and the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Perizzite and the Rephaim and the Amorite and the Canaanite and the Jebusite and the Jebusite. So, if we are paying attention here, the covenant that the Most High said, your seed will have this land from the Nile River to the Euphrates River. That's a lot of nations in between that. Today, proceed on since it's just 742, Genesis chapter 16. Now, Sarai, Abraham's wife, bare him no children. And she had an handmaiden, an Egyptian whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said unto Abraham, Behold me, Yah has restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my men. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abraham hearkened or listened unto the voice of Sarah. Say right. So, how many men know that can even think of a woman today that would say, hey, I haven't given you children. Go unto this woman, and maybe I'll have children through her. Now, this cause, this actually, in my personal opinion, just my personal opinion, this is an act of unbelief because Abraham should have known that the Most High said, I'm going to give you a seed, a child out of your own loin. Now, this child, Hagar, is coming out of his loins as well. But the promise was to him and Sarah, not to him and Hagar. And Sarah, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, her maid, to the Egyptian. To Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan and gave her to her husband, Abram, Abram to be his wife. Now, so she's no longer a slave. She's not Abraham's slave, but she's his wife, but she's still Sarah's slave. And he went in unto Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that he had, she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. Now, People say that Hagar got, got mad and stuff because Sarah made her sleep with Abraham. But that's not why she got she started despising him. She just started despising him because she said, I gave him children and you couldn't. I'm better than you are. You can't give him offspring, but I did. So she starts looking down on Sarah. And Sarah said unto Abraham, my wrong be upon you. I have given my handmaiden into thy bosom, and when she saw that she conceived, 
I was despised in her own. Yah judged between me and you. But Abraham said unto Sarai, Behold, thy maid is in thine hand. Your slave is in your own hand. Do to her as it pleases you. And when Sarah dealt hardly with him, he fled from her face. Angel of Yah found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountains in the way of Shur. And he said, Tega, Sarah's maid, where comest thou? And whither will thy go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarai. And the angel of Yah said unto her, Return to thy mistress, and submit thyself unto under her hand. And the angel of Yah said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be, be numbered for multitude. Angel of Yah said unto her, Behold, thou, thou art with child, and thou shalt bear a son, and shalt call his name Ishmael, because Yah has heard thy affliction, and he will be a wild man. And his hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. And she called the name of Yah that spake unto her. Thou, thou Elohim, seest me. For she said, Have I also here looked after him that seeth me? Wherefore, wherefore that dwell was called, wherefore the well that was called the Lachoroi, behold, is it is between Kadesh and Bered. And Hagar bare Abraham a son. And Abraham called his son's name, which Hagar bare, Ishmael. And Abraham was fourscore and six years old, 86 years old, when Hagar bare Ishmael to Abel. Genesis chapter 17. And when Abraham was nineteen years and when Abraham was ninety years old and nine, Yah appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am Almighty Elohim. Walk before me and be thou, and I will make my covenant between me and thee, and with thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face, and Elohim talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. And I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be Elohim unto them, and to thee, to thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee, and to thy seed after thee, the land where, wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, an everlasting possession, and I will be their Elohim. So again, he's, saying, he's reiterating the covenant, and the covenant is for the land. And Elohim said to Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore, and thy seed after thee in their generation. This is my covenant, which they shall keep between me and you, and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised, and you shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant between me and you. So he says, all the men in your family must be circumcised. And this is the covenant. I'm going to give them the land between the Nile and the Euphrates River, all the land of Canaan. But all your men must be circumcised. So this is why this matter of circumcision comes up. So if you are, circumcision wasn't about salvation. It was about inheriting the land. And you shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant between me and you. <coughs> and he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man child in your generation. 
he that is born in the house or brought with money of any strength which is not of thy seed. So anybody that you that is born of you or that you take as a servant, that you buy with money, they become yours and they must all be what? Circumcised. So this is the only way to get into this covenant. You must either be the seed of Abraham or you must have been purchased by Abraham at this time. As we read through the scriptures, we're going to find that when Moses comes along, Moses sort of changes this and says, hey, if you want to become part of the nation of Israel, then you must do these things. We'll read that at that time. But right now, as it stands, anybody that is born in Abraham's house or that he buys with money, they must be circumcised in order to become possessors of the land. He that is born in thy house and he that is brought with thy money must be circumcised, and and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised male child whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. So if you are of the seed of Abraham and you are not circumcised because you are cut off from your people, meaning that you don't have the inheritance of the land and you are no longer considered the seed of Abraham. And Elohim said unto Abraham, As for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarai, that is ninety years old, bear? And Abraham said unto Elohim, Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. In other words, Abraham said, hey, I have a son with Ishmael, oh, that he might live before you, that he might be acceptable before you. And Elohim said, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him, and I will make him fruitful, and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall be shall he beget, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarai shall bear unto thee at this time in the next year. And he left out talking with him, and Elohim went up from Abraham. And Abraham took Ishmael his son. And all that were born in his house, all that were brought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and he circumcised the flesh of their foreskin. In the selfsame day, and Elohim said unto him, as Elohim said unto him, and Abraham was ninety and nine years old when he circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael, his son, was thirteen years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. Same day was Abraham circumcised, and Ishmael his son, and all the men of his house, born in the house, and brought with money of the stranger, were circumcised with him. So we have the covenant being brought forth. And Elohim has made this covenant with Abraham, and he says, your wife Sarah is going to have a son, and you should call his name Isaac, and she's gonna she's gonna make many kings. Many kings are gonna come of her. And Abraham says, Well, what about my son Ishmael? I wish that he was acceptable before you. And Abraham says, I heard you about your son Ishmael. I'm gonna make of him many nations and twelve princes. He says, But my covenant shall be with your son Isaac through Sarah. That is the promise. So we have read chapters 11 through 17 on this week. Uh, 
are starting to feel a little bit weak again. So uh, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to call it a day for this Sabbath. I hope that the Most High, that you have heard something uh, that is uh, edified you. On next week, we will pick it up in Chapter 18 uh, with Abraham uh, waiting for Sarah to get pregnant. Until then, peace and blessings, and may the Most High richly bless you wherever you're at. Until next time, peace and love one another.